and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one splendiferous page of Talmud every day. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you may have picked up on the fact that I am not exactly what you would call fancy. I'm the kind of guy who buys t-shirts once every 10 or 20 or 25 years, who likes to spend his days drinking whiskey and watching sports, who doesn't really have a lot of purchase on the, say, finer things in life, which is why the beginning of today's page, Yoma 45, kind of found me a little bit out of my depth, out of my element, because it speaks of the wonders of all the different ornaments and all the different accoutrements surrounding the high priest on this Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year. And at the heart of all this, of course, is gold. And not just gold, different kinds of gold, which leads the rabbis to the following discussion. Rav Chista said, there are seven types of gold mentioned in the Bible. Gold, and good gold, and gold of Ophir, and glistening gold, and shachut gold, and closed gold, and parvaim gold. The Gemara explains that the reason for these names, there is a distinction between gold and good gold, as it is written in the verse, and the gold of that land is good, which indicates the existence of gold of a higher quality. Gold of Ophir is gold that comes from a place called Ophir. Glycerin, Mufaz gold, is so named because it resembles the luster of pearls, or paz, in the way it glistens. Shachut gold is named as such because it is very malleable and is spun like thread, shachut being a contraction of the word shenitiv kachut. Closed gold, get this, is so cold because when a shop opens to sell it, all the other shops close as no one is interested in purchasing any other type of gold. This all left me very confused. I really don't know what to make with all these descriptions of glistening, glittering, glorious gold, which is not something that comes easily for me. So I enlisted the help of the woman who's still trying to teach me a little bit to appreciate the finer things in life. She is the host of the podcast Anxiously, which is produced by Tablet Magazine and also my wife. Hello, Lisa Ann Sandel. Hi, Liel. Thanks so much for having me. It is an absolute pleasure. So let me begin today's conversation, which is trying to make sense of all the distinctions between these different kinds of fine, precious metals by asking you a question I've asked you once or twice or 386 times in the course of our lives together. I look at all these different kinds of golds and I don't see any difference. I would not have been able to tell you Mufaz gold from Shachut gold from closed gold. Try to walk me through this again and give me a sort of general theory of jewelry. I mean, clearly it was very important to the priest that there is all these distinctions and that each one of these fine metals carries its weight and carries its meaning. What do you see when you look at beautiful jewelry? What, what kind of spiritual message does it connote to you? For me, jewelry is a kind of art, and it's an art that we get to adorn ourselves with. As you know from our many anniversaries and Mother's Day spent together, I am a big jewelry aficionado. And, you know, I don't necessarily like the fanciest or most expensive jewelry, but there's something that has to sort of appeal to my own subjective aesthetic. And I think that's what's so much fun about jewelry. I would love to know what closed gold looks like. 
Why don't you get me closed, Gold Liel? Well, I, I believe you do need some priestly services to qualify for closed gold. But I want to get back to this point because this is something that you have taught me. I mean, I, before we were married, looking at jewelry, which is something that I did never, but when I did, it seemed to me like, oh, these are just conspicuous objects. These are just meaningless, silly adornments. And you really helped me understand, which I think is very much also the logic of today's page of Talmud, that each one of these precious metals carries with it something else, right? Some kind of promise of elevation. I mean, when you wear it, when you wear a really beautiful, not necessarily expensive, but a piece of jewelry that really means something to you, does it feel different? Is there is there a kind of a almost spiritual promise to it? One aspect of wearing jewelry that's special for me personally is, and of course, you know, it's a big privilege to be able to wear jewelry. I I always appreciate knowing if you or the kids picked out something for me and put thought into what I might like or what might look nice on me. That means a lot. And yeah, I think jewelry for me, more than a lot of other possessions, tends to carry sentimental value. You know, I have stuff that belonged to my grandmothers and I have things that my mom gave me and and those mean a lot. And I don't know if it's because there's some spiritual essence to the metals or the stones. It's an interesting idea because I, I do find myself feeling attached to certain pieces. In ways that you won't feel attached to, say, a dress or a pair of shoes, right? So describe the feeling, unleash your inner high priest when you're wearing this one special piece of jewelry that you would not just wear any day. What does it feel like? You know, I've I have a ring that belonged to my grandmother and it's a piece of costume jewelry. It's just enameled. It's not real gold or anything, but it's it's special because it's been in my family now for a couple of generations and I guess I feel like it has some essence of her in it. There's something about jewelry that feels more like an heirloom than like the tape deck that my dad gave me when I turned 18 or the shoes that I bought myself when I got my first job. There is something lasting and eternal about jewelry that you can't say clothing or shoes possess because those things wear out. And diamonds, as a wise man once said, are forever. And so let me ask you one more question, dare I say, the most important question of, of this interview. In the course of the last 20 odd years, have I improved at all in my ability to figure out the difference, the distinctions between these different kinds of golds, these different kinds of gems, these different kinds of rings and necklaces and bracelets and doodads. Am I even a little bit better at it now? You've always been wonderful and generous and loving. Well, thank you for these very kind lies and thank you for being our guest. <laughs> thank you so much, Leo. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sara Fredman Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.